Hi, thank you for spending time with us today discussing animal behavior, training, and healthcare. Dogs, cats, horses, we love them all, as do you. My name is Meg Harrison, owner of blackwingfarms.com. I want to welcome you here with three promises. You will, number one, learn something new in every episode. Two, smile at least once. Three, be amazed by the people you will hear sharing on this podcast. Now, get ready to engage. Good morning. Hi. 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 Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Or afternoon for me since I'm on the other side of the country. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Tess. We have Jennifer King here, of course, with uh, Meg Harrison and Blackwing Farms. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, Jennifer, for coming back. And you're welcome. I love talking to you two ladies. Love it. Part two. Part two. two. Yeah. So Meg and Jennifer, you guys have been chatting, I know, by phone. And we're like, let's just put this live and and share this information with everybody. So give us some insight of what you girls have been up to and talking about. Well, let me let me say that when we when we did our part one on Friday, live Facebook, when we Mm -hmm. did the part one at Blackwing Farms, we ended beautifully with a segue into this. And that's what I couldn't let go of. We were talking about escalating behaviors in the home now. So, and the other thing is is that, you know, Jennifer absolutely changed my world when she said to me one night at dinner in, where were we, Asheville? Asheville? Probably, yeah. And she said, dogs do not play unless they feel safe. I, I heard that on a different level that day. So can you definitely right now in this pandemic, can you tell us more of, of that thought? So we were talking a little bit last time when we ended about how with everybody being so closely together with their family and their pets, that can be great, but that can also be a challenging time because everybody's going to get on everybody's nerves. So I always go back to, play. If I'm getting frustrated, if my dog is getting frustrated or depressed or whatever, if I can get everybody into a playful mood, the kids, the husband, the dog, everybody, um, that's going to help everyone. And, you know, as far as dogs and feeling safe, I work with a lot of fearful dogs. I work with a lot with a lot of anxious dogs and a lot of dogs that have come from all kinds of terrible situations. And when I finally get them to even do a tiny little play bow, or a tiny little playful thing, you know their state of mind has just changed. So in this pandemic, I think we all need to be focusing on play. And, and so, okay, so we've got play bow. Can you go through a little bit of a list? Because you're the one you said, you know, every dog is an individual and they're not all going to express themselves the same way. So what else is a play activity? Is it backing away, coming to you? Tell us more about that. What other signs we can look for? Yeah, you know, everybody knows about the play bow and, and a lot of people look for that only and they miss a lot of things. There's a lot of these really fearful dogs that even just a quick glance or a quick move or uh, mm-hmm. like you said, Meg, kind of going towards you and then back a little bit. Um, any little mm-hmm. and you can see it. Sometimes their body is still really, really tense, but you'll see a little bit of something brighten up in their eyes. And they may not reciprocate if you make too big of a deal of that, but you can toss them a little toy and see what they do. 
go there? What do you mean? Like we can startle it out of them? Well, it's hard to know how, how I know I don't profess to know what dogs are thinking, but when you put too much social pressure or attention onto a nervous, fearful dog, that's not positive. So in a lot of these dogs, they'll be off to the side of me and I'll see them do something kind of playful and I might just take a little toy and toss it over to them, not look at them. Oh yeah. Not, I like that. Yeah. Not talk to them because it's way too much. Uh, we'll think drawn and, and you notice that somebody in the corner over there keeps looking at you and then you think, Oh, it's just no big deal. And then, you glance up and they're still looking at you. And then the only thing you can think about is that they're looking at you and it becomes a pressure you can actually feel, you know, on you. And so if you're dealing with a really nervous, fearful dog and they are showing you that they're beginning to relax enough and trust you enough to get a little bit loose, don't, don't mess that up by being too um, intense with them. But again, that's about the really, really fearful dogs. Your average dog is, is not what we're talking about, but those really fearful dogs, you have to move really, really slowly because you don't want to shut that down. You don't want to put mm -hmm. too much pressure on them. That's the hardest thing for people to understand. I, think. I, walked into, I walked into my son's house and I didn't think his pit bull recognized me. And I kept calling him by name and using my voice and using my body. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, he just kind of looked at me and, and, you know, I mean, he had that expression like, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to, hmm, or I'm going to, and so all of a sudden, then he leaves the room, and I'm like, what the heck? Here's what he did. He came back with the toy that I had given him at Christmas time. Oh, oh wow. And walked back in, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Now, the same thing happened with my grandchildren, so maybe this is what we're talking about. Same thing with my grandchildren. I hadn't seen him in three or four months. That's a long yeah. time to a two- and a three-year-old. Yes. Well, when Shorty Boy did that, then my granddaughter went, and got the last stuffed animal I gave her and brought it in. And then my grandson went without words, without words mm -hmm. or at, just kind of looked at each other. And like, you know, boy boy brought me his octopus because he loves to chew on the squeakies and it had eight squeakies. So yeah. that was, but I, but my initial thought was to engage more to like, you know, convince them. Yeah. And, and sometimes you can, like I said, every dog is different. So with the average dog, they're enticing you to play. It's just with the traumatized dogs, mm -hmm. they're finally beginning to relax enough to even become dog-like. But with your average dog, yes, I would, still with the average dog, I will let them kind of, how much do they want to play? Because some dogs, you can start playing with them and you they really get excited and you've lost them. And mm -hmm. other dogs, you start playing with them and they've never been taught how to play and they stop and they disengage. They can tell you so much when you use play to try to change behavior. It's, it's amazing. Well, let's talk about what, how, how do the people read those signals and move forward with that play or back off? Uh, yeah, I know, I know it's in <laughs> And we've got, I don't know, what do we have? Like 1400 people that end up listening and viewing to these these um, live Facebooks that we're doing. So we've got 1,400, possibly 3,000 different dogs out there listening. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's where you've got to find a professional who can help you understand dog body language. So it was shocking to me to realize that what most of us have been taught as kids about body language and dogs and what our dogs are trying to say to us was nothing more than just guesses. 
You know, mm -hmm. we thought a wagging tail is always a, a happy dog or that when the fur stands up on their back, it means they're getting ready to attack. These are just, mm -hmm. they're just myths. But there's a lot of research out there now about what dogs are trying to say. I like to say we have more education behind our guesses. And just like mm -hmm. people, I speak a little bit, you know, what I say and do may mean something a little bit different than my sister or my brother or, you know, something like that. You've got to, everybody's got their own language, but you can learn from your dog, especially with the help of someone qualified to teach you what science has shown us about what dogs are saying. And then mm -hmm. each individual dog has their own little nuances. Yeah. But I, I, it's amazing. I've worked with clients that really understand their dogs quite well. And then I've worked with clients who ev almost everything their dog is expressing, they are completely misunderstanding. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. But there is a resource out there, by the way, that is called ispeakdog.org. It is a wonderful website. It is very comprehensive and it has a lot of the latest information. There's videos and um, articles about what science tells us that these behaviors mean in most every dog. Okay. And okay. I, need, I, yeah. and I need to give a shout out to APDT because they're all science-based too. So that's yep. the association of professional dog trainers. Uh, last I knew their, their membership was somewhere between five and 7,000. So There's a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot. And so I think it's APDT.com, I think. Um, but it is the Association of Professional Dog Trainers. That's where that's where Jennifer and I met at that yeah. conference in where were we, Virginia? What? Yeah, Virginia? I think so. Back in 2017, I think it was. Oh my gosh. And we're looking forward wow. to Cincinnati in 2020. Cincinnati, yeah. who knows? October yeah. might yeah. whoop whoop, we might be able to make it. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think APDT also more than likely has some uh, under resources for dog owners. I believe they have some resources as well about um, communication and dogs. Most yeah. every good organization mm -hmm. has has a little bit of information. That I speak dog.org thing is sort of the most comprehensive. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of your organizations, you can look at those and they will have information on how to read what your dog is saying. And then if you can find someone either in your area or virtually to help you as well to make sure that you're interpreting things. And again, it's most important with dogs that have, you know, anxiety or fear mm -hmm. or even aggression. Your well-balanced dog, I think most people read fairly well. Mm -hmm. But if we could read that stuff, we wouldn't get bitten as much either. Yeah, Tess, go ahead, because we just keep talking about the new normal. You know, well, you know I just feel like yeah. the new normal, really, mm -hmm. um, not that it is completely this way, but there are so many more rescue animals now, and mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. rescues that are not not puppies that are, have yeah. already at, you know, mid-age, adult, yeah. senior, that um, just the fact of being in a shelter to start with and then coming back out, that's changing behavior that they might have had uh, not be not had before. Oh, uh, yeah. So you're yeah. bringing in a, a new dog that you've fallen in love with that you've rescued in the home that you don't know what their past was like. As, if they're not reacting like, hey, I want to go grab toys and play with you. Mm -hmm. And that's what you expect. Mm -hmm. That's what yes. we want when we get a dog. And so yeah. now like um, being accepting of this, this type of behavior 
I feel yeah. is the new normal that yeah. we just need to know how to gently approach it. So rescuing yeah. more and more dogs now has brought us into this state where we do need more people like you, Jennifer, and, and the trainers that can guide us in recognizing a behavior and how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the behaviors that I get called in, you know, when I walk into the home, the dog is clearly communicating and they're clearly telling the person what, what is going on. And a lot of people only need a little bit of guidance to understand, Oh, mm -hmm. that's what that meant. Well, I was told blah, blah, blah. It's, mm -hmm. They're just going off of old outdated information most of the time. Yeah, right. And I think people being with their dogs um, and families 24 seven right now, that uh, they're, they're learning a whole new level <laughs> of communication. And it's kind of like, gee, I never saw him do that before. Or I uh -huh. never oh, yeah. Him, you know, leave the room, come back with a toy, whatever it is. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah. Mm -hmm. New normal, normal test. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's being now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and people want their dogs to play too, and they don't know how to teach them to play. But people don't understand that a lot of dogs don't, they don't come into this world knowing how to play with toys with humans. Mm. Wow. And that's the, that's oh, that's the other good. thing. Uh -huh. It's true. You can, you know, think of people who are adopting a two year old dog that has spent its entire life bouncing from rescue to rescue. It mm. has no idea how to play, period much less how to play with a toy with a human. How, so, do you start, how do you start that dog? So again, if you're not talking about a lot of fear, if you're just talking more mm -hmm. about um, the dog mm -hmm. kind of looking at you like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, then some of the common mistakes that people make is, well, first of all, you have no idea what kind of toy this dog is going to like because they don't either. But we also tend to go at them with the toy. We tend to pick mm. up the toy and we're like, here, 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 try that. And the dog is like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. So remember when you're trying to teach your dogs how to play, remember that they're animals and they have this thing called a chase instinct. So the easiest thing you can do is get, whether it's a ball or a really long fleece rope toy and just start moving it on the ground and try to get them to chase it. Try to get them, it, think about it's a dog. So get some of its innate instincts going. Mm -hmm. So how mm -hmm. to, you know, have them chase the ball. If they look at the ball, like you go get it, you threw it. Oh, I love then, that. you know, grab, you know, grab that rope toy or an old sock or an old t-shirt mm -hmm. and just have it moving around, but do not move it towards the animal because you're chasing the animal away. The animal's like, what are you doing? Move it away from the animal or back and forth in front of them. And then you'll usually, and just for a little bit, you know, couple minutes and you're being silly, you know, oh my goodness, look at this, come get this, you know, be mm -hmm. silly. And then if they still look at you like you're crazy, drop it, come back a little bit later when they seem to be somewhat engaged with you and try again. It's really yeah. not that difficult. I love that chase instinct. Yeah, I find tossing yeah. just something away and then they're looking at it and then they end up going to grab it with these dogs mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm rescuing. That has been the, the easiest way to start play with them. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Really you can cool. even go chase it yourself. If you, maybe, then you go yeah. chase it, you pick it up, you have fun with it, you come back to them. Ch you know, mm -hmm. you, they can copy us too and they can get an idea of, oh, Oh, that's what you want. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing is to make it light. So I see a lot of people try this and they're like, I have to teach my dog how to play. I really have to get this done. You need to have a light 
playful, happy-go-lucky attitude. So, cause that's going to come off on your dog. Your dog is going to read your emotion. Can be I, happy. And can I say that this segue straight into cats too? Oh, yeah. So again, we've got a lot of cat people or a few cat people with a lot of cats, so, you know, either way. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, um, my son was seven years old and, and his cat, um, we lost her um, when her kittens were 10 days old. So oh, they no. were raised. So we, um, yeah, no, she left a half a chipmunk in the linen closet for them. <laughs> so we bottle, bottle raised those those cats, those kittens. But my son then taught them the chase instinct with a um, uh, um, a fishing pole, literally yep. a one dollar fishing pole from Target, yep. with a big thick uh, fishing yep. line, not to hurt your teeth and go. And he would toss mm -hmm. it and then reel it in in the grass mm -hmm. because then it would jump and yep. it would wiggle and yeah. So the cats loved that. And then he would tie something like a treat or something like that at the very end. He waited till they were probably two or three weeks old. And then he mm -hmm. tied a little, uh, little piece of dried chicken to the mm -hmm. very end. And then it would come off quickly as soon as they got it. So that yeah. was fabulous. And they all turned out to be awesome hunters. That yeah, is so, so cool. funny. Yeah. My son did the same thing. We, I was doing yeah. trap neuter return um, when yeah. he was a little, when he was like five years old. Yeah. And so to get the, the kittens that were still, you know, the moms were wild and they were around my house. That's how we somewhat tamed the kittens and were able to get them and then socialize them and then adopt them out is because oh. my son went, we called it cat fishing. He went cat fishing yeah. in the front yard. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, oh, that's, <laughs> the cats loved it and sometimes even the mama kitties the really wild mama kitties would start playing too so that was fabulous when that happened that is so clever that's their basic instinct yeah. is to hunt yeah. and using that to start play i love that idea oh it was awesome fishing huh oh my god that's awesome that's awesome um, is there anything else you want to say because we're almost at you know um, well, you know, yes, I do want to go ahead and put up Jennifer's information sure, because sure, last sure. time we did, and Jennifer, I know that you know you are not here with us in San Diego, but you do right. have outsources that if if there's someone, no matter where they call from, you can help them out. Is that sure. right? Okay. Yep. So, Jennifer, yep. how do you want people to reach out to you if they need help? Probably the website is the easiest thing because my mm -hmm. phone number is on that, Facebook is on that, mm -hmm. um, also my email is on that. So it's true connection K9, K9 all spelled out mm -hmm. com. True. So that's the easiest thing. K9. Okay. And are you doing like are you doing like Zoom or FaceTime or something like that with some now you are? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a Zoom account. So if someone needs a virtual consultation, then we can do a Zoom consult. And then if they need serious, you know, really help, if they need someone to help them hands on, then I will, you know, send them to organizations where they can find someone hopefully qualified and give them some guidance on how to interview a trainer in their area and find the right one. Oh, Good. that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's a lot of trainers out there, but we, you know, finding the right one for each person mm -hmm. is that's pretty special too. So yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you for everything you do and share with us. It's awesome. Tess, you did an awesome job today. <laughs> thank, thank you, hon. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks Stay for having home. me on. Stay safe.
Bye. Thanks. Bye. So, Tess, it's up to you to... We hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new to share with your friends. Get in touch through this podcast or at blackwingfarms.com and let us know how we can help you or one of your precious animals. Please subscribe. We're new here and need the numbers. Explore Blackwing Farms for more information about using natural remedies and techniques to improve behavioral health in all situations. If you shop, use a discount code Animals Inside Out at checkout. One word, same as this podcast. Animals Inside Out. Until next time, take care and remember to play.